Hey guys, what's up? It's The Word Alive, and this is Telly. This is Matt. This is Tony. And it's Zach. And we are here today in Madison, Wisconsin. We're in a, a beautiful venue. Uh, Ronnie is very excited for us to be here. He's in the background right now. Uh, we're looking at the sun setting, uh, and it's it's only the second time I think that the Word Alive has been in Madison, but this is a this is a beautiful view. We're at the Sylvie, which is an amazing venue, nicer than a lot across uh, America. So happy to be here. Dusty, uh, our does everything uh, bonus member of the Word Alive, has taken some photos and videos and stuff. So you guys will be able to check out his page and see some of the photos from today, maybe. But uh, we'd like to introduce our Veeps VIP experience group today. So if you guys want to pass around the mic and then say your names. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm Julia. I'm Adam. I'm Alex, age 30, Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> ASL, all day. Yeah, feel free uh, when you listen to this episode. Just I don't even know what day it'll be, but it'll be a nice surprise to just put ASL like just drop your ASL your in, in, drop your ASL on our Instagram on the whatever the latest post on our Instagram is drop it and uh, we'll probably forget that this is a thing by the time that It'll this is funny. up and we'll be like why is everyone posting this and we're like oh yeah we did a podcast and uh, so yeah we will start it off uh, we just dropped uh, our new record mania monomania yesterday uh, and. Um, this episode obviously will air after. So what are your guys' initial thoughts on the record so far? I really enjoy it. I think, like, I feel like each song, it has, like, such a different, like, vibe and meaning. And I think it's just, like, it all kind of comes together and, like, tells a story. And I really, like, feel with some songs, like, KF and... Um, no way out. So I like each songs like, like with KF, I can, like that song made me tear up, and I can relate like with like losing other loved ones to that song too. So yeah. it's really nice. It's yeah. great. Yeah, I really enjoyed the album. I thought, um, like, yeah, every song like really had like a connection to it, and. Um, yeah, I just enjoyed listening to it straight through, and um, some of the songs that I really enjoyed was like No Way Out and Comforting Chaos, yeah. and yeah, I don't know, I loved it. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. Thank you, yeah. For those of you who don't know, as we pass the mic down, uh, KF stands for Kyle Forever, uh, and that song is dedicated to Kyle Pavone uh, of We Came As Romans, uh, one of our really good friends who passed away. And uh, it's dedicated to him and, and the remaining members of We Came As Romans. Uh, if you know We Came As Romans and The Word Alive, you know that we've been very close. We came up together. We've toured all over the world together. We were most recently just in Japan uh, playing Nagoya with them and got to see them. And we were able to send that song out to them about five weeks before the album dropped or so. And uh, it was really special to share, you know, our appreciation of you know them and Kyle and obviously like we have a lot of shared fans that uh I think we've we've had some really amazing uh you know and, and emotional feedback from that song so thank you guys so much if you have shared your stories with us and uh 
yeah, we'll see what, what you guys down here at the other end of the table uh, are feeling from it. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome. I would say it's definitely my album of the year, and it's only February. So um, from awesome. start to start to front, every song is deeply personal, and I think it's instantly relatable for a lot of – not a lot, every single Word Alive fan. So – I, hope uh, so. I, I was gonna say I was like, I, and I noticed too. You guys were working with is it Eric Ron was the producer on this one. Yeah, yeah, he was. So if I can ask questions right off the bat, how is that transitioning from Matt Good mm-hmm. to, to the last two to Eric Ron? He, uh, yeah, uh, Matt Good uh, produced uh, Dark Matter. He produced Misery Overdose, which were the standalone singles in between, and then Violent Noise. Um, I mean, one of the biggest things that that is just easy to, I guess, put into words is, um, the atmosphere, environment, the location. Uh, it's the first time in a long time that we made a record, uh, outside of Arizona, um, which is where the band is from. But, uh, you know, just being a band for a long time and kind of, I think being too comfortable or too familiar, um, it, it makes it a little harder, I think, to like get into the zone of like, we're in the studio where like, having that magic feeling and not that we didn't have that at times uh, with Matt's studio but I think it was more of a internal thing with us like getting away and you know being separated having less distractions was uh, I think a welcome change for us and you know it was great it was nice weather every day I know that we you know we've talked about another podcast but we spent the most amount of time outdoors while recording a record that we ever have and you know, the sunshine, uh, everyone needs some vitamin D in their life. So we got more of it, this record than we ever had before. What about for you guys? Uh, I definitely enjoyed it being in California at first, you know, I really liked the idea of like, you know, with recording with Matt Good, he was like a really close friend and, um, it like, I lived like, you know, 10 minutes from the studio, basically 20 minutes, not far. So, um, that was really nice, but I really enjoyed going out to California and being in like a different environment was, I think, huge for this record. Um, just because, you know, every day we, you know, we lived there, um, and it was like, cool. We had like our little, a nice routine. You know what I mean? It was comfortable. There were dogs around. It was it was fun. Video games. It was. Uh, we were all together too, and we got to work on those songs um, like 24/7, basically. So I think that made a a crucial um, a crucial change and impact on you know why it came out the way it did. So I enjoyed it. You know, I loved working with Eric Ron too. He's a he's a definitely a really awesome creative that uh, you know helped with the music and helped with you know just the positive vibes on the record. So it's cool. Yeah, I, I I love working with Matt Good and Eric Ron. Uh, I think they both have you know s- like uh, specific strengths, especially when it comes to write, co-writing and producing and whatnot. Um, I think more so it's just good to have like a nice little change of pace, like you know like Altelli was saying, we did like the Violent Noise and Dark Matter um, previously with with Matt Good, and I think we needed to just do something different, nothing personal at all. We we're just like, hey, let's just try it out. We were doing a lot of co-writing and hopping around. We're, we worked with a little bit with uh, Scott Stevens, um, which we have worked with him in the past as well. So kind of worked with him. Charles Callahan, he helped write a few songs and get some ideas out that we actually changed the songs and whatnot. And uh, But, yeah, I love working with Eric Ron. Just very, very, like, positive energy, very laid back. And, um, yeah, nothing was really forced. It was just kind of like 
we're in the room and like, let's try this. Can I try this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We take breaks, play a little like Madden, some video games like that, you know, and uh, it just felt like everything just happened like organically and nothing was just yeah, like... It was a very natural process yeah, very for not, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I uh, yeah, I loved working with Mecca too. So, um, but yeah, it was cool. It was a different change of pace. And I think we needed it to uh, kind of, you know, uh, s- s- seek out like a different side of us that we've we haven't you know yeah I would say like the overall like obviously everything they already touched on like I agree with like being outside and like uh, Eric's studio is just really like modern and he's got like mood lighting and there's multiple rooms and there's like a big ass drum room honestly like ceilings close to this the same as this from what I remember maybe not as high but like Close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I brought what we're using right now to, like, record this podcast. I brought this with me, and this is what I used to, like, write drum parts and everything with. Like, you know, I would set this up, a couple microphones, and I would jam out, listen to it, you know, in our room later. And, um, yeah, just the vibe of being in California in general, like Hollywood, was really inspiring because you hear about so many people that move there and so many people that become successful there and become mega ultra stars there and stuff like that so i feel like having just that energy around in general combined with the sunshine and the fact that we are all on the same page made for a really good record and just a really great experience for everybody how many songs do you guys write for like an album and then how does how's the process of like narrowing it down to like 12 I mean, I, uh, we write a lot of songs. I think what was a huge difference for this album is that we were writing way before we actually even planned on recording the album or having a date to record. Um, I know we had a lot of tracks or a lot of song, full songs or a lot of ideas, whatever it was. And I think we got to about like maybe 18 songs before we like started really, really recording. We had like really good demos. And we were like, shit, like, we got to cut, like, fucking yeah. six songs from this. It's a tough process, too, definitely. Figuring out the ones, you know. It, it is, like, it, at one point, I think the max, like, between songs and ideas, there were over 30 sessions, 30 file sessions, like, open. So, like, that one session might only be a chorus or one, it might be, uh, you know, just a progression that we like or, you know, just something. And... I think, you know, as you start to, you have this broad, like, thing, and you're like, okay, well, this is too broad, we want to hone this in, so as you do that, you have to cut, you know, and trim things, and it doesn't mean that it isn't great, uh, or that you don't like it, uh, we, we had to cut some songs that could have been on the record, um, or, you know, as they were not, you know, it was like 50-50, like, and as you get closer and closer to, like, whittling down to what is the core sound and the record that we wanted to make, it got harder and harder. I remember, yeah, like, when we were at, like, the 15-song yeah, mark, tough, yeah, the last, there. like, we had to cut three more songs, and it was really hard. A, we it, cut a couple really good songs, too. Yeah. We definitely did. And, you know, and, and it's they a... they sound like now, but, yeah, yeah, I knew they were good back then, for sure. And it... it yeah, and that's a problem too. Is like some, we'd be listening and we'd be like, "I forgot about that song. That yeah. song's so sick." And you know, so we were all battling. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather have twenty-five amazing songs, and we have to figure out which which ones to use, as opposed to like 
three good songs and the rest are like, well, it doesn't matter. Know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You like throw them. So it, it's a good problem to have, but, uh, yeah, for us, I think we just go through each song and we're like, well, this has to be on the record. This has to be on the record. When we got to that point and we were at around like eight or nine songs where we were like, okay, well, all these like have to be on the record. That's, that's most of the album. And then, so we're like the last few slots, we kind of, we sent out a few of them to like our manager and a couple people at, at Fearless just to get their input and see without telling them which ones we liked the most. And, uh, Pretty much we were all in agreement with, with them and uh, everyone pretty much felt the same way about the other songs. So it's hard when you're living in it because to us, we like all the songs. and, and But we're also like, who knows? Like, what if we cut this song and it would have been the biggest song? You never know. But at, at a certain point, you do have to trim down and just believe in your gut and, and what it tells you. So we kind of just went and the same way we did with like the album title and song titles and stuff. We just looked around and we talked about it. And if we were all in agreement, we just didn't overthink it too much because if you, if you sit there long enough, you could overthink the best ideas you've ever had. And so at a certain point we were just like, we believe in this is good and let, let's go with it. Did you ever cut one and then bump it to a later record? Maybe something yes, that, that on happened record, on actually. this record. Yeah, on this record. Two, uh, two songs, uh, actually. And um, uh, I'm trying to think of actual names versus pre-pro names. Uh, Death, Death is Only the End, If You Assume the Story is About You, and Numb Love both started were began during our Violent Noise writing sessions. Numb Love was after Violent Noise, for sure. Numb Love was uh, yeah. like... That was newer. Yeah, that was newer. I think it was just the... The last song on the album was the one that. Okay, that's yeah. the one. Okay, okay. I thought, yeah, I thought Numb Love was, uh, or maybe it's because I, heard, it was one of the first ones that you sent. Yeah. One of the first ones. Yeah. So long. It was like. It's in the text thread from so long ago. From forever ago, like, yeah. Around the time that we got the demo for uh, No Way Out. Yeah. Okay, so after Violent Noise, but before we were writing, yeah. writing. And, and that was uh, lo- that was like a long time ago. Yeah, because No Way Out was the first full song that was written for what would become on the, on the album, but um, that was started in the end of November of um, 2018 and was wrapped the first week of December 2018. And uh, but like you know, Tony mentioned, like we started writing way earlier and. That way, everything could kind of just settle and sit there, and we weren't like, this has to go on the record, or we need to make every part of this song, like, you know, to a 10. It's like, it can just be what it's going to be, and we just kept writing, kept writing. Um, but yeah, the the last track on the record, we started writing, and it, it actually came from a tempo and idea from two other songs that just like the tempo and vibe of it. Sometimes that's how songs start is... They're like, this tempo feels good. And we hadn't really done that before, but that song didn't really come to life until we started working on this album. And we were going back over our demos and because you never know, like maybe a, a chorus or a riff or something, it like pulls you in a lot more now. And uh, so we went with it and then it turned out, it was the last song that was finished um, for the record too. So it, took the longest out of almost any word alive song probably that's <laughs> ever been written you have any other questions guys yeah so what was your guys's like inspiration behind the 
um, the art for the album cover? I think we wanted to kind of incorporate, you know, um, obviously it has like a, a little shout out to Deceiver. Yeah. I think we wanted to incorporate that and with like a more modern version of the word alive as well. Still kind of, you know, paying tribute to the past, but showing that we're, you know, evolving at the same time, but we're still at the end of the day, like the word alive, you know, the original word alive. Yeah, and the tank. Um, yeah. The tank represents like the madness or, you know, which became it's monomania. Stuck. You're You're stuck in it, you know? So in a way it's like, for a long time, I feel like the band has felt like they have to like outdo Deceiver in a way, you know, and like that Deceiver character being stuck in the tank, which is the madness, kind of rep- represents that being, you know, you know, just dwelling on this one part of the band's life in a way, and you know, the album itself kind of is a ode to breaking out of that that tank. And the colors we just thought looked sick. <laughs> Wait, we're we're at a very large table, yeah. so the time in between passing mic is uh, a second. What song are you guys looking forward to playing the most off of Monomania? Mm. Ooh. Uh, I mean, I would love to play Searching for Glory. I think that song's going to have a lot of energy live. I think it's going to sound really cool. I'm excited for Numb Labs because there's a really cool solo in it. That'll be fun to play. Yeah. Uh, for for me, vocally, I mean, there's a lot of diversity on the record. It's going to be a lot of fun to do live. Um, but I think as far as overall, a combination of like stuff that I haven't really done as much before, uh, I'm Sorry You're Sorry Now, uh, is going to be a really fun song for me because it's very bouncy fast-paced uh the verses and uh it'll be it'll just be a different vibe you know from anything i've done before and uh also searching for glory i think is uh it's a little bit easier to sing than some of the other songs on the record like uh no way out i think is going to be a really special song for our band and um you know the connection to it is great that is that and kf are both the hardest to sing and the hardest to sing, uh, you know, emotionally speaking. And then obviously just where it's at in, in my range, uh, really push myself. And one of the things, you know, going back to Eric Ron that he did was, that was so great is, you know, he pushed me vocally. He allowed myself to like kind of grow as a vocalist and try new things, um, that didn't have to quote unquote, like be, what you knew from the word alive in the past so got to be a lot more experimental vocally and uh but yeah i think searching for glory and i'm sorry sorry now are going to be a lot of fun to play i was originally just excited to play monomania i mean obviously i want to play all of them but um seeing like a lot of people latch on to death is only the end has me excited to possibly maybe play that song like to close out a set with because it's yeah. I feel like that's the most rock and roll song on the album, you know, it's like the original idea is just basically guitar and drums, you know, there was like no production or anything added till way later and um you know, we 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 really spiced it up. Like originally it didn't have all the double bass and stuff and we like we're like let's fucking let's make it even heavier, you know, let's just do it. It's the last song. Let's do it. So, I think that song will be really cool to play live and end a set with so 
Yeah. Heck yes. Heck we, yes. We uh, we're gonna have to wrap up here. Uh, the the sun has now gone down. Uh, we have a beautiful view of what what is that building out there, guys? <laughs> is that the, the White House? The cap that's the Capitol building that's a of shell. Uh, Madison. <laughs> yeah. State Capitol. I mean that's it looks a, awesome. That's, that's a that's a sit go right there. Oh wow. <laughs> so uh thank you guys for being a part of uh, our podcast and thank you to all the listeners for sharing, tuning in. Let us know what you think about uh this episode the the album your favorite songs you can find us uh, on all social media platforms but anything uh twa related you can find us at we are the word alive.com and as always thank you to our friends at telefunken for setting us up with our podcast rig with the microphones uh hopefully um you guys are enjoying these we are definitely enjoying it it's one of the things we look forward to most uh actually now that we're on tour it's it's uh it's been a lot of fun hearing everyone's different perspectives and reactions to our band asking us different questions every day so um thank you to veeps for being you know the the middleman so to speak uh on future tours we'll definitely be doing this and you can find our vip tickets at thewordalive.veeps v-e-e-p-s.com uh, thank you so much from us, and we'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Adios. Bye.